Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show Alright guys, another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have my former college roommate and former college football player, uh, Crystal Blank. What's going on, man? What's up, Tommy? How you been, man? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing good just down in Atlanta, you know, just sweating my ass off down here, so. I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I still haven't, I don't, I still think I haven't acclimated to the weather, so. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, how's everything up in Massachusetts? Good man, just started uh, getting a little chilly this week though. We yeah, uh, actually got snow on the forecast for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one thing I don't miss. So I don't think it's gonna amount to anything, but still, it's like I'm like, what the like yeah. the day before Halloween? Like, come on. Yeah. So I I wanted to talk about you know athletic based training and pretty much like how you got started with you know weightlifting because obviously like when we were in college, that wasn't even in. In, in our workout programs or anything like, like Olympic lifts. So how did you get involved into Olympic lifting? Um, so actually like when I, when we were in college, I actually did, I did a fair amount of like just cleans and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, we had, I had a high school coach who was like our, um, he was one of our D backs coaches and he was kind of our strength and conditioning guy. And he had, uh, um, he went to Northeastern and he had a really good background and, and all that stuff. So we were actually doing a lot of cleans in high school mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So I just continued to do it. Um, we'd actually work out at the high school during the summers. Like, so in the off seasons, I was up there all the time. Um, so I, like, always loved cleaning. Like, I remember, like, people always being like, oh, when, when I'm done when I'm done playing, I'm never going to do cleans again. And I was like, bullshit. I was like, I'm going to do cleans, like, all the time. Can yeah. I swear on this, by the way? What's that? Can I swear on this, by the way? Oh, yeah, go for it, man. Go for it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 sure. I, do, I do all the time, so don't worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just like, I never really stopped, you know what I mean? Like, like once I would, I, would, I just loved Olympic lifting and, and doing all that stuff. So and then, um, I started working out with some guys that actually competed. So I really started, then I started getting into like doing snatches and stuff like that mm-hmm. and really kind of like fine tuning technique. So, um, like when I first started with a couple of these guys, I was like, I thought I was good. And then like these guys, like technique wise were just so much better than me. And yeah. I was like, Oh God, I'm like, I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> awesome. I'm still pretty bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's practicing like we're getting older, you know, our, li- our limbs aren't as flexible as we were before, but, uh, you know, so how did athletic based training come around? Um, so actually, so this, it's actually, there is a curry tie in. Um, so I don't know if you remember the trainer Rich. Yep. Rich Blinn, he was the ro- the rodeo uh, yeah. the trainer for the po- uh, Pro Bowl Riding Tour. Um, so him and his wife Leanne, she's like a world champion powerlifter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leanne Blinn. 
um, she's currently at Arizona State, but they own the company together. They own ABT together. And I got like some certifications and stuff. It was kind of like, not really even like looking for jobs because at the time I was just um, working at a school and I was doing like some adaptive PE stuff. So I just got certifications kind of just for that. And um, my brother was like, what are you going to do with that? Like once you get a thing? And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know, figure it out. And he was like, uh, he's talking about his kids go to this place, ABT. And he's like, I think they need a new trainer. Um, so he hooked me up with one of the, like their head trainer. And I went in, interviewed with him. We like hit it off. I'm still like really good friends with him. Um, so I got hired as a coach there. At first it was just part time. And then I worked there, kind of just started like gradually getting more and more classes, more and more groups, more and more clients. And I eventually flipped and became a full-time trainer slash coach and went part-time like teacher. Mm -hmm. I like completely like flipped it. And then I did that for, I was doing that for like five years or so. And then they opened a new facility and I took over that facility. Like I was like the director of that facility. So did that for a couple of years, and then they, she got a job at Appalachian State down in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So they were moving, and they were like, we're either going to close close the gym or we're selling it. Do you want to buy it? So I was like, uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we made the decision to buy it, um, me, and, me and Holly, my wife. And so we uh, took that over. About five years ago, actually coming up um, in December. Nice. So, so what what did your wife think about you owning a gym? Because I always talk about, I always ask my wife, I'm like, what would you think if I owned a gym? She'd be, she's yeah. like, I would kill you. So, what was yeah. her what was her idea when you were talked talked to her about it? Um, she's like super supportive. I mean, she definitely knew like the, you know the, the cautionary tales and stuff. But she, I mean, she was supportive. She knew I wanted to do it. So she was on board. She's actually like part owner with me. I own 51%. She owns 49. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, she, I mean, there are days that she definitely wants to kill me. Like the hours mm-hmm. are, are, are really tough. Um, especially like with the family, um, you know, early mornings, late nights sometimes. So it's, you know, this is like my earliest night. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so. Yeah. So do you, it's mainly like college and high school kids you train or like what's the typical age bracket that you have? Honestly, man, we're all over the place. We have our youngest group. We have a group called Mini Movers that's like four, five, six, seven-year-olds. Nice. And then um, we do a class called Speed and Development, which is the next phase of great grades. Like, you know, so our eight, nine, 10, 11-year-olds. And then we do performance classes, which are like middle school upper middle school and high school classes um we do a lot of the same stuff it's just the performance classes are longer and um, a little bit more like we get more into like some olympic lifts and and the power lifts and things like that with those kids Mm um um so and then we do and then yeah then we have a lot of college kids right it's actually weird right now that we still have a lot of college kids because a lot of them just stayed home um and then we do we do adult classes too so we do Adult strength and conditioning and adult boot camps. Oh, cool, cool. So, with with the little kids, so my my son's five. So I'm I'm actually trying to get him to start like practicing the Olympic lifts. So I have like one of my old <laughs> I have like one of my old lacrosse sticks that he's using as like you know kind of like as the bar. And so yeah. how do you how do you get your how do you get your like little guys the little movers to actually like you know get somewhat of a technique down or just like to move? 
So a lot of that stuff, we, I, a lot with the little kids, we mostly just do like running and jumping and like a lot of obstacle courses, mm-hmm. a lot of, um, you know, crawling and just different, getting them to just move differently. Things that they like don't really, you know, I mean, not to knock the, uh, the physical education system in, anymore, but oh, it's uh, garbage. It's garbage. They just don't, they don't do what we used to do. Yeah. You know I mean, they don't have the same type of stuff. Um, they don't have dodgeball. Had, what's that? <laughs> they don't have dodgeball. No, no way. There's no way this dodgeball. <laughs> dodgeball, no Red Rover. Yep. I don't know what these kids are doing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like we, just, I think a lot of the stuff I look at and I like envision like what my elementary school gym classes were. Mm-hmm. And we try to just do some of that stuff. Okay. Um, you know, we don't, I don't do a lot of like lifting with them. Um, not until we get to that developmental class, we'll do some like some weight training. Mm-hmm. Um, but the younger kids, like my son just could kind of, I just moved him into, he's eight. So he's in like the the developmental class, but he's kind of always he just sees me doing stuff and wants to do it. I've really never like pushed stuff on him. Yeah, but it's funny to talk about the lacrosse stick. So, dude, he's like wicked. I think he's gonna be an engineer because he always like puts things together and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and we have the PVC pipes. So he started what he started doing is taking the PVC pipes and then you know the fat grips. Yep. Like the fat grips that you put on dumbbells yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But he started putting those onto the ends of pvc pipes okay to give it like weight okay and then once he started like getting good at that he did this on his own he would go two fat so two fat grips per side and then put like a like a two and a half or a five in between on it in between and like and then use the two as like it was almost like having um like clips on it mm-hmm. and it, dude, it was amazing i'm like dude, that's the greatest <laughs> thing i've ever seen yeah <laughs> so he'll do like he'll try to do like cleans and, and stuff like that and uh I've had him squatting for a while. He squats. Okay, very cool. So, yeah. so when do you get your kids to actually do like Olympic lifting? Um, to tell you the truth, it kind of it depends. You know, some kids, some kids just grasp everything else like really quick, and mm-hmm. then we just kind of progress them. And then some kids just aren't really ready for it. When they get into like the older, like we don't really do any Olympic lifting in the developmental class. Um, so we'll start it in the in the performance classes, mm-hmm. and all those kids have their own programs. So they come in, they'll warm them up together. Everybody, everybody will come in, they'll roll out. We do a warm up, go dynamic, do a bunch of mobility stuff. Um, some core prep and all those things. And, um, but then when they break off and actually start lifting, they all have different programs. Okay. So you might have like 10 kids in a class and two of them are cleaning that day. And two of them, you know, clean twice a week and two of them aren't cleaning yet. They might just be doing like goblet squats and, dumbbell swing and swings and things like that so it's all over the place so it could be like that's why we can have like kids that are we have like a senior in high school in a class and like a seventh grader in a class and it's like they're not they're not doing the same stuff mm-hmm. yeah so where where's this where's this gym located at so we're, we're in milford mass okay all right very cool and how how big is it because i I've, I've seen pictures of it and it looks like it's like really long but like the it's not as wide yeah, so it's like um, it's like three thousand square feet. So it's like um, we got like about like the the length of that is about twenty five yards mm-hmm. length, and then width wise, it's probably like fifteen twenty. Very cool. But, yeah, yeah. So how do you, how how do you start like when you have like a new client come in? What's the first like process of how to kind of gauge of where they're at and, and what how you gonna program this? Uh, how you gonna program the kids? 
So for the kids, we do an evaluation. So everybody, every every new client will come in and we do an eval. Um, so we'll take them through just kind of an array of, you know, some um, some mobile, mobility stuff, some movement stuff, um, you know, just kind of seeing where they're at. Because, um, like, you know, you, we, we take age into account with our groups. So, we'll like, that'll be, like, the starting point. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you might have a young kid that, like, like moves really well. And, you know, they're able to handle some stuff. So we might bump them up to that performance class and then yeah. vice versa. We might have a kid that's like, you know, age wise is in that range where we have the performance class, but they're just not ready to like load weight and things like that. So we might keep them in the developmental just for just to start. Yeah. And then we'll usually just bump them up. Okay. Um, but we also can program for like an older kid, like give them a more basic program mm-hmm. um, in the performance class. But um, yeah, so we do revals with, with all of them. Very cool. Have do you know who Travis Mash is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you seen his son? His five year old son bought a power a squat clean his own body weight. Yeah. That was insane. I'm like, why? I'm like, I just so I'm like, want to show my wife this this video, and I know for a fact she's gonna be like, f you, just get away from like, no, don't even don't even get him to do that. But I'm like, I'm just trying to coerce him into like doing these lifts, yeah. but like just ease my ease his way into it. So. I like to tell you the truth. Like that's the best thing about having a gym because like my, my kids are just there all the time. Yeah. And they just kind of like gravitate to it, like without even really like pushing it on them too much. Mm. They're just like doing. It. They want you know. They see everybody doing it. They like the high school kids. They like the college kids. And they like you know our college kids are great with my kids. They like you know they're super friendly to them and they love them. So it's like they see them doing stuff, so they want to do what they're doing. Yeah, I mean and I, they see dad doing. It, they yeah. still see dad doing, it, so they're trying to do that stuff. So of course, like I have a gym in my basement too. Like so we do this thing called next station where we do a minute of work and then he'll like kind of run around and figure out where the heck he's going to go. And he's like, automatically he goes to the rower first, first off. And he's like, look at any points I got. And I'm like, you could have gotten more. Why'd you stop? And he's just, <laughs> and he's like, but I got all these points. And he like, he was talking about calories. And I was like, okay, you did great buddy. And then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like hanging rings that we like, he literally just goes and swings on him the whole time. And then yeah. he'll, him and I will, He'll get his lacrosse stick. I'll get my empty barbell, and I'll just like you know, kind of show him like where, how to hold this clean and like kind of jump and like do the jerk. And yeah. he likes to do the split jerk for the snatch. So like, literally just split his legs up and pop it up. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, my son used to do the same thing all the time. Same thing. <laughs> and I was like, that's good enough. So <laughs> yeah, I just think like getting them around it. Like they they just you know get having them around that mentality. Like they're hoping they like gain it through like. Like basically like through osmosis. Yeah. Like I don't want to like force it on them. Yeah. You know, I never I never wanted to do that. You know, I don't want to be that dad. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they like if they enjoy it, then like let's keep throwing, you know. Yeah. So I, I've seen a lot of soccer dads, especially down here. We have like the Uni- Atlanta United like kind of like kids group. And mm-hmm. I've I've seen kids that like literally they're like eight years old have coaches include and that's not including part of their team workouts. So they have like personal trainers and like the co- and it's like you know, you're going to burn these kids out, you know, yeah. it's, it's not worth it. So much burnout. And I think that's like one thing that some of these parents don't get that they are like, I've seen so many kids like through the years, like good athletes that were like good athletes when they were in like middle school and even like lower high school mm-hmm. that don't even finish their high school career. Cause yeah. they're like, they're just done playing it. They just, they're just done. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, it's sad, but it's, it, it's mostly on the parents because yeah. they're like, you know, I was like, I always use this one that when I started seeing this like trend of young kids talking about having to go like to practice, 
like, oh, I have to go. I'm like, what do you got today? Like, oh, I have to go to this. And it's like, they're saying have to. Like, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like a like a nine-year-old kid shouldn't be saying he has to go to practice. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, I have practice. You know what I mean? They should, they should be saying that. Yeah. I mean, even at Curry, when we were playing football, we had a couple of kids bail out because they just got burnt out of football. So even at college, yeah. even the college is crazy. Oh, yeah. In terms well, especially college because you get the lifestyle. Yeah. You can just like. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I had a, I had a bailout because I had like four concussions in a year. So I'm like, ah, I really, I don't think I should do football anymore. I'll just stick with lacrosse. That's that's good enough. But yeah, I mean, we, I've, I, we had one, one kid. He was the third string quarterback under my freshman year. He quit after the next year. And he became like a raging alcoholic. I'm not saying names. I'm not saying names. So, but like, it could be like a, a variety of people. Well, true. Yeah, true. But. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's crazy to see like how many people just are, like all gung ho about it, and then all of a sudden just flail out. Even like it's crazy. Even like even the higher, like uh, what is it, Calvin Johnson? He he left. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. But uh, so with um, with you is we're doing weightlifting. So when did you really start getting like super competitive and start doing like more uh, meets and everything? So, I think my, I don't remember, so we did a, um, I did the first, like, kind of competition I did for, like, lifting ever was, it was, like, this CrossFit competition, mm-hmm. and it was, like, a, it was a, it was a hybrid powerlifting Olympic meet. So, they did, um, you did snatch and clean and jerk, and then you did bench and deadlift all in one day. And so it was almost like a, it was almost like a super total, yeah. but you didn't squat. Yeah. Um, so I did that and I was still not very like good, like at Olympic lifts. Like I was okay. Um, but I definitely wasn't like where I am now. And I kind of like, was like, ah, I liked that. And I was like, but then I just started like gravitating more, towards more of the Olympic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then there was a couple of us like at the gym that just started really doing it, like kind of really getting serious with it. So we all just started kind of competing. And uh, just kind of happened. So, and yeah. then I got old, and then I got into the masters divisions, and then that's when I started to actually like win medals and stuff. Yep, nice, nice. That, that's same with me. Like I would, I when I was especially with the CrossFit Open, I hit the thirty-five mark, and I was like, yes. So it's going to be a lot easier for me. But still, I got smoked anyway. But you know, but it, it's it's crazy because like. Like it's amazing for me to see like where I came from when I first started CrossFit and then to now, like how much I'm yeah. lifting. And even for you too, like when you first started and then to the amount of weight that you're lifting now. So did you have a coach by the time you're doing this, or is this all like just your you know, your teammates, like, you know, your other coaches watching you and just critiquing you? Yeah, so it's mostly like the the um like the other guys around us, like all my other coaches, like basically through the gym that all were like USAW um, certified coaches. So mm-hmm. we all kind of like just coached each other. Uh, we would kind of like work on the programming together and then kind of just go off of that. Um, and then there's a couple other like gyms that once in a while I'll go to just to get a little different, different atmosphere. Um, there's a, there's a Bay state barbell I'll go to every now and then. And then there's a gym in Rhode Island that I'll go to every now and then just to get a different like vibe. Um, Cause sometimes it is tough, like lifting at your own gym because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like people are always in and out and it's, you know, it's my gym. So like people are talking to you and like, you know, sometimes people don't understand that like, Hey, I don't really want to talk right now. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm like, I have this amount of time available and you're screwing me. So just, just let me, right. let me do my thing. 
So right. yeah, that that was me with personal training. Where I was actually actually at the gym lifting weights. Everyone would come up to me and like talk to me, and I'm like, you know, not not now, not now, you know. Yeah. And now since I don't do it anymore, I got a recruiting job. It's like. I work out in the morning and still I'm doing the middle of a workout. I have guys come up to me and like, I'm like, I'm dying. Just, just leave me alone. It's just like after just wait. So, yeah. I mean, it's, but people, it's amazing why people don't really understand. Like they're like, Hey, you're in the middle of a workout. You know, I may want to just like, you know, stand back and just chill out and just like leave them alone. Well, that's why like, I saw something somebody the other day, somebody was like, kind of like shitting on like Jim Hardo's that like, you know, are like kind of, like isolate themselves and I'm like, yeah, but sometimes you have to be like that. Yeah. Or sometimes you have to, cause like, otherwise like somebody like approaches you and you're like, you know, like you said, you don't have a, you know, you only have a certain amount of time and you're just trying to like, it's not like I'm, you know, a biz, I'm business right now. I'm mm-hmm. like all business and I can't deal with, you know, I can't deal with your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with the gym and, and, uh, and COVID and everything, how did, how did that, you know, how would you manage with all like, you know, lockdowns and all this stuff up in Massachusetts? Um, yeah. So I mean, we, we were pretty much shut down for a while. Um, we got, it was sometime in March that we got like the full, the full shutdown of basically like we couldn't be open at all. Um, and then they, they let us start doing some outdoor stuff, but it was still very limited. Mm. Um, how many people you could have in a group. And the thing is like my, where my gym is, like we don't, we have a little bit of parking in the back, like a parking lot that we use a little bit, but it's not really great for like outdoor stuff. So we actually were doing like traveling, like and doing and like our clients were like awesome. Cause they, um, a lot of them offered their own, their backyards and stuff. So we were doing backyard boot camps nice. and we were doing them at my house and it was, it was good. We were traveling around. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. Like everybody bought into it and, and like volunteered their own spit, you know, their own house to do it. It was, it was really cool. Um, so then, yeah, we did that for a couple months for like a month or so. And then they slowly started letting us bring people back in. Um, but I don't know how it is down there, but it's basically based off of, um because most of our stuff is is groups right so it's mm-hmm. the basically the mandate that they made was for group training unless they were unless people are wearing masks you have they have to be 14 feet apart <laughs> so with the way that our gym set up we had to like really maneuver and we basically have like stations you know like mats like mats and we put you know pvc pipe and bands and uh wipes and hand sanitizer like everybody has their own station so it's like everybody comes in we got a temp check them we record it they go to their station and then once they're at their station they're kind of there um basically for the duration we move around a little bit um but you know we kind of make sure we try to we're trying to stay in all the guidelines you know yeah it's hard i mean my my gym that i train at they've been open for like almost three months yeah so and it's like they don't have like set stations now like georgia law they have like a, a sticker they put on a door saying we're not responsible if you have if you get covid if you come in here i mean even my work even my office job it's the same thing like they're on both the doors and it's like uh is it really worth it to like is it really worth it to go into work and get sick or like but like the gym it's i mean i i clean my area up pretty good it's just i worry about the other people that just don't care yeah so do, they, do you guys have to wear masks in the gym nope oh, no no, we, How is it down there with masks at all, all overall? Uh, you just have to wear masks. You pretty much like you just have to wear masks in the buildings, and that's pretty much it. Like, but my office yeah. space, 
I'll like I don't I don't wear a mask and just walk into the office and my desk is like in a corner where there's like nobody really near me. So I really don't have to worry about like anything of like, you know, people coughing on me or breathing on me or whatnot. So I'm I mean I'm I'm lucky with that, but I mean yeah. a lot of people you have to wear a mask in your office at all times. So Yeah, I think I mean masks like a lot of inside stuff is like that. Um like anything inside, you have to wear masks. Like, but like ra- restaurants, you only have to wear a mask. Like, like going to your table. Once you're at your table, you can like take it off. Yeah, it makes no sense. But anyway, there's a whole bunch of makes no sense one. Like one of the biggest ones are up here. I don't know if it's like that down there, but um, like you can't go to a restaurant and bar and just order drinks. You have to order food. What? Yeah, that's I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, so it's like I don't know. So apparently, like if you don't eat food while at a bar or restaurant, you get COVID. yeah so we have a we have like a cornhole tournament in the center of our town pretty much and it is like i don't i don't partake in it i just i don't have time for that so but it's like it is so packed in that small area and no one wears a mask they're like drinking booze and getting hammered and just like shoot the shit it's just like oh we're out we're outside we're cool we don't have to do anything yeah because it's all outdoors and and it's like all right how are your numbers down there right now uh, I don't, I don't even pay attention. Yeah. I, I mean, it's probably, I think, I think we're down on the down curve, but I'm not quite sure. I just totally forget. So. Yeah. We just started having like some more here and there. Like we just got every, like everyone went back to school and like all that stuff's happening. So, um, we got a little bit of like a bump in numbers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Everybody's worried that they're going to like shut some stuff down again. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, they I just shut down hockey rinks. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because the filtration system, like for the air system, and pretty much, or what? So I guess some of the ranks were doing like a real shitty job of like they were just like letting basically everybody do everything. Mm-hmm. Like they they had no restrictions at all. Mm-hmm. So a couple of ranks had some like big outbreaks where like they'd have like these big you know there's some of these ranks up here. You know they have like there's like this place is like ten ranks. Yeah. Like there's a rank in Marlboro that has ten ranks, and I guess they weren't like doing shit. So you had like. You know, kids in and out of locker rooms, like back to back to back to back, and just like people were like, they were seeing a ton of like a, a ton of cases basically traced back to those rinks. So they shut them all down, which yeah. sucks because I guess a lot of rinks were doing everything right and they they weren't having anything like any issues, but they just typical Massachusetts bullshit. They shut everybody down. Well, yeah, I mean one 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 person screws it up, screws it else, screws everybody else up. So yeah. typically, yeah. what happens? So. Um, so I kind of want to talk about your podcast, Barbells and Banter. So how did how did that kind of come around? Yeah, so Barbells, Boot Camps, and Banter. Oh, that's um, Barbells, we, Boot Yeah, it's all good. Um, we, I, we just, I, would talk, I was talking about it for a long time. Like it was just like one of those things where I was like listening. I started listening to some podcasts and then I was like, we should have our own podcast. Like why, should, like, why, why shouldn't we? At the time, we were doing like a weekly or a monthly like newsletter. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, you see, we, we send it out through like a constant contact and you see how many people open it and you see how many people just disregard it. And I was like, nobody's even reading this bullshit. Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> to, to Like, whatever. I'm like, and it's like not fun to do. Like, you know, you're like, all right, what are we going to put in this? What are we, you know, it's like bullshit. So I was like, you know, just like kind of like get with the times. Like nobody reads the newspaper anymore. I'm like, no one's yeah. reading a newsletter either. Yeah. So you know, let's, let's get with the times and let's, you know, let's do a podcast. And we were kind of, I've talked about it for a while 
And then finally, one of our, my other coaches, who, who's like, like he guests with me, he hosts with me, um, Teddy, Teddy Cox. And he, um, he was like, why don't we just do it? <laughs> why don't we just do it? And I was like, yeah. all right. And we literally had no clue what we were doing like to start. Like we literally, our first couple, if you go back and like listen to our first couple, they're pretty good because we did like intros, like all of our coaches. But um, like we literally were just recording it on a, on a computer, like on a laptop. Like we would just open up the Anchor app and like we were using the mic from like the, the computer. Mm-hmm. Like we had no mics. We were just literally just, yeah, it was, it was pretty shitty quality. Yeah. But, um, but like good episodes. Like we were getting good content, but it was just, you know, shitty quality. Yeah. I mean, hey, so, you got to start yeah, somewhere, man. Yeah. 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 It was like, you know what? Just start it. Just start it and figure it out. And like there's like, you know, so many times people like, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's good that people are like planners and they like research so much stuff, but sometimes people just do too much shit. Like mm-hmm. they just, they research everything and they like take way too much time. And it's like, sometimes you just got to jump in the freaking water, man, and yep. just do it and then figure it out on the fly. Like, so who cares if our first couple episodes quality is not good? Like, all right, move on. Then we got mics and then we got like this and we got a nice sound system and we did, you know, now we're, we're better off, you know? So, yeah. So basically what we do is we just like interview a lot of our, uh, a lot of our clients, a lot of like friends in the in the fitness community. We'll have to have you on at some point. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> um, yeah, um, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just basically shooting the shit. Like we we joke about it. Like we've been way too much banter lately. Like we don't <laughs> less barbells and banter. But um, no, it's good. We you know we just if something's coming up with the like somebody like all right tomorrow our guest um, it's one of my one of our uh, members. And she's got a hundred mile race coming up on Saturday. Nice. So she does that. Yeah, she does like those. We have a couple of those crazy bastards that do that stuff. Yeah. Like twenty four hour races and just get as many miles as you can and do a hundred mile races. Like I'm like that's not my that's not my thing. But I respect the hell out of those people that do it. Yeah. So yeah, we have her on tomorrow. Um, yeah. We, I mean, we just have. I don't know, we just have fun with it. Yeah. You know? Well, to be honest with you, I think it's I think it's awesome that you actually have your 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 clientele on the podcast because then they'll tell their friends and like hey look at me I'm on a podcast and so they'll 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 yeah. listen to it and they'll send the link to their friends and then all of a sudden like your your gym's involved and they're like oh I trained at this place and so I mean that's free publicity yeah. for you so yeah and that's like another part of it too it's like we were so again to like get with the times um, we have like a local radio station and like not a knock on them but like they would always come to me about like advertising and want to do like commercials with them. And, you know, I've done it a couple times, but I've never, I never get any, like, you know, when people come in for new memberships, it's like, how did you hear about us? Mm-hmm. Like I've never heard, I never got one that was like, heard you out on the radio. You know what I mean? I've never heard that. <laughs> the majority of ours are like from a friend, like from my next door neighbor, my next door neighbor comes or like people, that's like the majority, like that's how we get our clientele. Yeah. Like our clientele is like, like we joke that we have this. There's like this one neighborhood in town that we have. Where I'm like, they're like, you might as well just open up another gym in the neighborhood, like in the <laughs> in the cul-de-sac, because everybody in that neighborhood comes. Yeah, you know? really cool. So and it's like it was just word of mouth. Yeah, you know, like those like I don't know. Like I just that like that old school way of like promoting stuff just doesn't. It's no, not it doesn't work anymore. Right. Like, like people no- don't open up the newspaper. People don't really listen to the radio. Like I haven't listened to the radio. I don't know. Like once in a while, I listen to sports radio up here. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's podcasts and Spotify. Yeah. 
I I, I miss the sports radio up there. I mean, for all the Patriots stuff, like all all the talk, all they're just bitching about down here in Georgia is pretty much like all how the Falcons suck and like you know how they blew like the last three games and stuff like that. It's like it's I just want to get back to like listening to like ninety eight five or something like that. So, well, that's pretty much all it is up here right now too. Mm-hmm. Patriots suck right now. <laughs> but I'd Everyone rather listen to that than the, than the Falcons. So. Yeah, it's funny. We were like, yeah, today we were sitting there, and I was like, man, is this where like everybody else is like all the time? I was like, we're like spoiled, like to be like New England. It sounds like such a dickhead thing to say. Yeah, you know, your uh, listeners from the south are gonna be like, fucking asshole, fucking asshole. Yeah, but um, yeah, like we're like so spoiled. I was like, this is what it, this is what it feels like to suck at football. Yeah, I mean, pretty much you have twenty year olds that have never seen a losing season ever in sports in New England sports. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it actually kind of sucks right now because the Red Sox were terrible. Yep. Um, the Bruins got knocked out a little early than they, we thought. The Celtics got knocked out. Pat suck. We're like, oh, man, this feels like the late 80s all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so with the, with the podcasting, so when did you start, like, getting better equipment and, like, reinvesting into the, this your podcast? Um. <clears throat> So actually, we have a, a member that um, he works in. He works for Dell Dell uh, Dell EMC. Mm-hmm. He, it's a like a, the town right next to us. They have a big they have a headquarters there. Um, so he does a lot of their audiovisual stuff. And he was like one day he was like, "You guys got to get this," and he he uh, he let us borrow some equipment. So we have it. We call him our angel investor. Yeah. So. We're using some of his old recording stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I so I bought like two lapel mics off of Amazon and a four-way splitter to connect to my phone. And my first podcast was at a Panera Bread with an Olympic weightlifter. She's a type one diabetic that I just went just randomly like one. I found out she was the here, and I randomly just drove down to the weightlifting meet, and I was and she won, and I was like, "Hey, you want to do a podcast?" And it was like it was awesome. And like, so we were driving to Panera Bread. She was like, shoot the shit. Like, it was like, my like, God damn it, we should have recorded on the way over here. But then, like, when we got to the Panera yeah. Bread, he start, she started to like, I mean, both of us, this was our first episode, started to like, kind of like have our sphincter get a little tighter because we just like didn't know what to talk about and got a little nervous. So, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it, it's. We definitely like our first couple episodes were very, I feel like they were almost like radio, likewise, right? Like, we like planned it out. Um, so Teddy, he has a, he has a background. He went to actually, he went to Berkeley mm-hmm. for music. So he has like, he had some kind of, um, experience with like setting up kind of like the way to like set up a show, you know what I mean? And it was like, all right, let's do this intro. And then we do this. Da, 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 da. So like all the first kind of episodes all kind of have this like very regimented, like you could tell we were like going off a script. Yeah. And then we did one episode. We kind of went off script, and it just kind of like, I don't know. I liked it after right after we finished it. I like really liked it. And then one of our list, one of our members, he was listening. And he's like, I really liked that episode. He's like, I felt like we were all you guys were just in the car with us, and we were driving, shooting the shit. And he's like, and I just felt like I was in there with you guys. And yeah. I was like, yep, nailed it. Like we're doing that from now on. So that's the way we, we started doing it. Yeah. So it, is it like kind of like you have like a certain theme you kind of want to like lean towards or just like just whatever you're, it's on your mind, just go for it. So we've gone back and forth. Like we like we used to always have like, all right, what are we going to talk about? And then 
we went for a while. We just basically were just going off the cuff. Like yeah. it was just like whatever comes up comes up. Um, but we've tried to start to get back again, man. It's just like figuring it out on the fly. Like, like it's not that big a deal. Just keep recording and getting better at like actually just talking. Like, yeah. Cause that's all really it is <laughs> getting better at talking. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd say we're, we're trying to get better with like, just kind of having a little bit of a theme. So if we have a guest on, it's like kind of, you know, what's, what's this guest about? And then going from there, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, so I kind of want to talk about, supplements a little bit because i remember back in college when you were a senior and i was a junior living in the same same suite i think you think you did you try andro scene for like the first like a hot minute or something like that yeah i did it for i think i did it a couple times actually and then it was something else i was doing then too nothing like crazy but i mean other than that yeah i mean that shit was wild though i'm I'm like i can't believe The first time I took it, I think I gained like twelve pounds in like a week. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that that shit was wild. Like I can't believe that stuff was like over the counter. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it was basically roids. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, so what? What are the crazy? Like, so what was like one of the craziest times that you try to supplement and you're like, this may have not have been a been a good idea. You uh, taking this. I've never, I mean, honestly, like, I, other than the Andro, I've never really done anything cra- I, crazy as far as supplementation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I, you know, I do creatine and, um, you know, like, glutamine and stuff like that, but nothing, like, wild. Like, never really anything crazy. The only, the biggest thing, that, the only thing that I probably do way too much, I'm a pre-workout junkie. Yeah. Um, like, uh, one of my one of my coaches on record is saying that I have the highest ca- caffeine tolerance out of anybody he's ever met in his life. <laughs> Um, like I'm a dry scooper plus like a couple scoops of a mixer. Like oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Like I dry scoop every time I like lift. I can't do that. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I just have to have like a eight ounce glass of water with like creatine in like my pre-workout. And then like, I'll have like an energy drink like right after my workout and just like on my way to work. Cause I do it like, I work out like train super early in the morning. So, yeah. But I mean, the craziest one for me is when C four actually came out. The first, like, oh, the original C four, the original. So I was yeah. up in New Hampshire, like, just at my house and like playing Call of Duty, just waiting for this shit to kick in. And all of a sudden, like, my head just started <laughs> pulsating. Like, pul- yeah. like I was like, I don't know if I could even work out because if I do, I think my head's gonna explode. It was just like. It just freaked me out. I was just like, just I could feel my heartbeat just in my forehead, just like going to town. Yeah, I've done like that's my biggest thing. I've done some wild shit with like the with 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 pre workout, um, like just taking way too much, <laughs> way too much stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, the only other thing when when I played football later, when I was playing, still playing like uh, like semi pro, whatever, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, we were, before games, we were taking some, we were taking, we, we did, we were taking, um, we took a five hour energy and we would take a big sugar free Red Bull and drink just a little bit of it and then pour the rest of the, and pour the five hour into the, the, the Red Bull. Oh my God. And drink that. And then, um, yeah, that, that was, we used to call those pals. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, was your heart like palp, like you had palpitations during the whole thing or? Yeah. Plus, I mean, plus, um, you know, 
<laughs> say off the record, but but we were taking we take Adderall with it too, so it wasn't that was that, that was, that's the crazy. So we're talking about I mean it's not really supplements, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, that wasn't a probably not the best decision. Oh, whatever. But, you you live and learn, right? Felt like Neo in the Matrix. Like you know when Neo like everything goes slow, yep. you start seeing all the code. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what I was seeing like <laughs> offenses and code. <laughs> <laughs> so so what what pre workout do you take now? C4. C4? <laughs> yeah. So do you take the sport one? Or the... But I'll, I'll bounce around. Yeah. I'll bounce around and take different ones. So do you take the sport version or the or just the original like C4? Um, I'll, Same thing. We'll bounce around. Yeah. It's kind of like I really don't have like a go-to. Like I'll just, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of people say they don't like the ones that like make them all tingly. I'm like the opposite. Oh, like, I love I'm that stuff. Like, I, I feel like I live yeah. the world if I, if I start tingling. So – I uh, yeah. I take I take ghosts ghosts uh, lifestyle I oh, take yeah, the, the yeah, legend yeah. Yep. dude love that stuff like my even my wife takes ghosts it. has got great flavors mm-hmm. yeah I'm I'm on the uh, I'm on the Welch Welch's grape uh, grape juice kick so I'm like all right yeah. I'll try this for the first time and yeah it's I love it even my wife likes it so she'll go to workout she get the little tingles and she's like let's go let's do this <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have a Swedish fish one too. Yeah, I, I haven't tried that one yet. I've I've tried the blue the war, the war. Have you tried the Warheads one? Yes. Yeah, I tried the Warheads one, the blue raspberry, the Welsh's grape juice. I haven't tried the Bubblelicious yet. I'm, I'm kind of a little hesitant on. Oh, I haven't had one. Yeah, that that just came out a little while ago, but but I mean I mean that's the one I really only go to for now on. Even 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 before that was like Muscle Farm Assault, and I used yeah. to take that yeah. for years, like years and years. So. But I mean, I just wanted to try to some something different. I like ghosts, so I'm just sticking with till I, you know, it doesn't work. Did you just anymore. order online? Did you get it at uh, like a place around here? No, I just go to GNC. That's it. Yeah. I mean, because I I just don't want to like I don't want to pay shipping. I'm cheap, so like even if you look, <laughs> even if you look at my gym, like my gym basement and my uh, my gym in my basement, it's like all like Home Depot supplies, like. Use use stuff from use stuff from like my gym that they were throwing out. I was like, oh, you you have a thirty pound med ball you're getting rid of. Okay, I'll take it. You know, just just random shit. I don't want to, you know, spend too much on like any any like supplements or anything like that. So, yeah, we actually so um, where our gym is like it's in a um, like kind of like a shopping plaza. So we have like we're up on like one level and then like a hill that goes down to another one. And there used to be a Rite Aid in that one. Mm-hmm. The right right aids. I don't know if they, if you guys have right aids. Yeah, we do. Um, but the right aids have a like a GNC section, mm-hmm. so it's just like a couple like things. They don't have, like the whole GNC, but there's like a little thing. But that the the right aid closed, so it sucks that like they come like because I used to just walk to the gym, from the gym right there and grab it. Yeah, it was like the most, it was so convenient. But they <laughs> again they closed. So, so. Yeah. So so with with your location. Um, did you guys get like noise complaints or anything like that, or did, like how did you find that location that you are typical that you're in now? Um, so we, the the prior owners um, moved in there. Okay, so I don't even really know how it happened. Um, I'm not sure on the whole thing. Um, we actually at one point had two facilities going at the same time. And they're like in towns right next to each other, mm-hmm. so I made the decision to just go to one because it was just it was really difficult for me at least to to manage like two two spots at the same time. Yeah, and I like to be in it, and I like to be like know everybody and like kind of you know be constantly there. So it it was really tough bouncing back and forth. It mm-hmm. really kind of sucked. 
So uh, it's actually we're in a very interesting location. Though. Like I said, we're in like a plaza. So there's an advanced auto parts, then us, and then Honeydew Donuts right next to us. Yeah, quick, quick cheat meal, huh? Yeah, I haven't been yeah. to a Honeydew in ages, man. I used to love their love their donuts, so good. Their bagels are so much better than Dunkin's. Oh yeah, by far, by far, yeah. <laughs> Plus, they have a better variety, and I, I thought like when originally before like Dunkin' Donuts became public, you know. Yeah, they're way they're way better than I, I like them way better than Dunks. Yeah, so um, so we're getting close to the end, so um. One question I I did forget to ask. So, how do you get your client? How do you get your kids to kind of buy into like you know your programming and like kind of what you're envisioning for them to you know accomplish? Um, I think like I mean I think we I kind of have two different philosophies on that. One with the kids, I think we kind of use, and I say you you know use, but like we kind of use the success of our like past clients mm-hmm. to, to mode it to, to, to kind of like the proof is in the pudding here. Um, like one of the things that we do is when our, our kids go off to college and, you know, most of them still train with us throughout college, they'll bring like their, their school banners in and flags and we hang them. So like our whole gym is like, just like from one end to the other end is all just different. You know, we have, you know, Notre Dame, North Carolina, we have, uh, BC, you know, all like all these schools that kids that we've had mm-hmm. go play at, we just put those all over the wall. And we have like jerseys up, we have, you know, all these things that, you know, it's kind of like kids come in and we're like, hey, if you stick to, you know, these, all these kids came through and this is what, the, you know, they did the same exact stuff as you and now they went on and played at all these places. Yep. Uh, and the parents like that too. The parents see it and they're like, oh, who went here? You like tell them like, oh, that's actually a softball player. That's you know, or that's a football player. Like, you know, they they're like, oh, okay, okay. They get all excited. <laughs> um, and then the thing with the adults that we kind of like, I don't want to say stumbled upon, but we really kind of built like our adult community. Really, they buy into each other almost, mm-hmm. right? Like they they really they bought into like the community of the gym, like that ABT. We call it like ABT family, and it's it's it really is a family. Like we have, like we had yesterday, yesterday for the Pats game, um, we had some people over for the game and like almost everybody, it was from the gym. Yeah. You know, and like, it's like, we just have that, you know, people have, we have like, there's a, a bunch of the ladies have a book club and, um, you know, and they, they, it's like the ABT book club and people, you know, I've been to weddings, like people's weddings from the, from, from the thing and other people like, it's just, everyone buys into themselves the, into each other. And I think that it helps because they hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say somebody hasn't been in a, in a week, you know, I, it might slip through the cracks and I don't even notice it, but somebody else is like, you know, I texted, you know, I texted Tommy because he hasn't been in the, in the gym in a week. And he was like, he said, he's just slacking. So he'll be here tomorrow, you know? And it's like, Oh sweet. Like, you know, um, it, it's just really cool. Like with that, with that sense that it's like a really, it really is like a big family atmosphere. Yeah. So, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, do you have any goals? I know it's getting close to the end of the year, but do you have any goals before the end of the year year is done at all or or any other big plans that you have for like next year? Um, as far as the gym or like personally? Well, both. You could do both. Yeah. Um, so I got to get back into so what kind of sucks for personally wise on this is I was just about to head down to Florida to compete at Masters Nationals mm-hmm. for Olympic weightlifting. 
and that got canceled. They actually moved it. They they moved it. They bumped it out. Um, and then they finally moved it to full um, virtual. And I was like, I, I had no interest in, in competing virtually. Yeah, uh, a lot of people still did, but I said I just didn't want to do it. Um, it just I like competing against people, like seeing. It was actually funny. This woman that like um, runs races, she's like, I actually really like it. She's like, because then I don't, I don't like get nervous, and I don't like. And I was like, oh, it's the opposite for me. Like, I want to be able to like be like warming up next to some dude and just you know look better than him in warm ups and like see what he's doing. You know, like I just really like that feeling. I don't know if that's like the football in me or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so that got that got canceled. So I was really training for that mm-hmm. this at the beginning of the year. And so now I'm like, I don't, with like the uncertainty of like where meets are going to be and national meets and stuff, I've been kind of like, I got to get back onto that like mindset that I'm going to train. Even if like there's not a meet, I got to train like there is one. So um, I've still been training, but just definitely not with that same focus. Like I was dialed in in April. Like I was like hitting some of the best weights I've ever hit in my life and and things were really feeling good. So I got to get back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'd say the business is just, you know, trying to just maintain like we have what we've done, maintain and building off of like, you know, the success of, of our people and keeping everybody engaged. One of the things with us, like we're doing the, a lot of outdoor classes right now. So we're going to run into some challenges with the with the winter up here. Um, so just navigating that, not, you know, not panicking if, if you know, things don't go perfectly all the time. And just, yeah. you know, you know. You should have him do like Navy. You should have him do Navy SEAL stuff, dump him in water, and have him roll around the snow and then work out. I'll do that all day. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, and then um, do you do you have like a favorite like book you like to read, or like a like a training book, or just like a book in general that you would like to um, you know give to people? I'll be like completely honest with you, and like I'm not like I'm not a huge reader. Like I really am not. Like, and I know like it makes me sound like an idiot, but. Um, I do listen. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I listen. The USAW has a podcast mm-hmm. that they they interview like a lot of their their like top level people and top level coaches and things like that. I listen to that one. I'm a big Rogan guy. Uh, listen to a lot of Rogan, and then uh, I don't know. You know who Dan Crenshaw is. Name sounds familiar. I I haven't listened. He's a yeah. So he's a former Navy SEAL, and he's actually a state representative in Texas. Oh, um, is this the guy with the eye patch? Is, does he have an eye patch? Yeah, yes, I yeah. know. Okay, I know exactly yeah, who it exactly. is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I, he's like really. I, I mean, politics aside, like I think he's just a really good like motivational story. I mean, he's mm-hmm. an ex seal, and he's just I don't know. Does a lot of good stuff. So I'm more of a podcast guy. Yeah. Um, same, same here. Same here. So you know, do you, do you, I just I don't really have the time to read books. I yeah. really don't. Like it's just, it's hard. I mean, you have two kids. I have two kids. You have a business. I run. Like I have like a whole crap ton of jobs, so it's like there's where, yeah. where are you gonna do and we podcast too, so how are you gonna be able to do anything? And so Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what was the first Again, it's like Go ahead. Uh again, it's like, you know, I'm not saying like obviously people read books and it's great. Um, but again, like sometimes I'm like, you know, just get I get my information in different ways. I get it through podcasts and I get it, I kinda of feel like I'm just like kind of evolved to doing that way. Um, yeah. it's probably so I probably should read some more stuff, but uh, that's okay. I read a lot of articles. I read a lot of articles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So do you, have you listened to Barbell Shrugged or like what was your first podcast that you listened to? Um, just oh, in general? Yeah. 
Um, it was probably Rogan, to tell you the truth. Okay. I think that was probably my first podcast I ever listened to. Yeah. Um, and then I've listened, like, throughout the years, I've listened to some different um, fitness fitness podcasts that I've kind of dabbled in. And, you know, usually I'll fall, like, I'll, I'll find, like, somebody had, like, a good guest on. Mm-hmm. And I'll listen more for the guests other than those ones that I listen to consistently. Yeah. You know? Cool. Very cool. So, so um, last, last two, last two questions. So, let's just say you met a new trainer, and he's like, like brand spanking you, got a certification, and like, we'll, we'll just say like, just like regular personal training certification. What would you tell him what to expect in the years to come as a personal trainer? Um, expect to work a lot, right? Expect like, don't you know the hours? The hours can be crazy because people, like we just said. You know, people that, you know, time is, is valuable. So all these people will, you know, spread thin. Sometimes you got to work out really early. Like you said, sometimes you got to work out really late. So you got to, you got to, you got to adapt and, and work around other people's schedules. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, your schedule is just going to be crazy. Um, and then just like kind of advice for the, like them, I would let them know to, to find like who they are as a trainer. Like I see it a lot with like new trainers and I'll have, you know, interns come in and they're like basically just spitting another trainers, everything they say, you know, they're like, they, they like, they worship at the, at the, the altar of Eric Cressy mm-hmm. or Mike Boyle or whoever it is. And it's like, all right, that's great. If like you really feel that way, but mo- mo- more than likely you don't and more than likely you don't work in the same environment that those guys do you don't work with all professional athletes it's Mm -hmm. not going to work that way so sure take like take some of the the teachings of those guys and their philosophies but at some point you got to adapt to your own and you got to find like what works for you in the setting that you work and um you know i've changed my philosophy over the years so many times Mm -hmm. because it's like all right this this doesn't work or this works better than that or this and like you know so many times you see trainers just like doing the same same thing because that's what they've always done right mm-hmm. like it's like this is how we used to do it my day this is how we're gonna do it now and it's like it's okay to adapt and change your shit like swallow your pride a little bit and something doesn't work as well as it used to change it yeah you know i i can't stand the trainers that like just stay on machines with their clients and that's it and it's like uh-huh. i'm like guy come on like there's so much other options you can go for it's just it kill it kills me and i'm like what are the what are they getting out of it they're not getting they're not getting anything yeah just a, just a we have like up. no, yeah, we have almost zero machines in the gym. We have two bikes, and then we have like a like a cable machine. You know, what I mean? we have like it's like a seated row, mm-hmm. a pull down, and like uh, and like a uh, that's it. Yeah, that's the only. Everything else is free weights, dumbbells, barbells, med balls, kettlebell. Yeah. Like that's 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 all you need. That, that's all you Sleds, need. Yeah, that. yeah, that and that and people. So. All right, so um, yeah, where where can people meet me? Like, if someone has a question for you, where can they reach out to you? Um, so through the gym, um, we're on uh, Instagram and Facebook, just athletic based training. Um, if they want to listen to our podcast, so it's uh, we're on like all the uh, all, everywhere, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. It's just barbells, boot camps, and banter. Um, and that has an Instagram page as well under the same name. Um, and then if they wanted to reach out to me email wise, it's, uh, 
abt.chris at yahoo okay very cool now do you do remote coaching at all or no yeah a little bit we did we did a little bit through um you know kind of we had to adapt to uh because the covid Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah it's not it's not like my main my main way of coaching i i I just like coaching like uh, with somebody you know like being there with just not i never really i didn't love it (laughs) awesome well hey man thank you very much for doing this i really do appreciate it and it's and it's good actually talking to you again so yeah man hopefully if you uh next time you're back up you gotta come by yeah i'm I'm trying i'm trying it's just like i was we're actually gonna be planning to go up this summertime but like obviously covid hit and so and my dad's like really like he's like 70 74 75 so and it's like Yep. I don't want to get him sick, so it's like really not yeah. worth it for me getting up there. Like even my sister that was living at my ha- at my parents' house, they actually had to leave and go to somebody else's house just in case of my dad. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely my main goal is when I get up there is it to actually go to your place, throw sling some weights around, and then you know there's a couple Hell of yeah. places I want to go to too. So, and I definitely want Hell to get yeah. to a I definitely want to get to a meet hopefully up there too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually, um, one of the meets I was supposed I could t- potentially do is next month. It's in Savannah though, but I, I'm not ready for it. I, I was like <laughs> thinking about that. It's like, I'm just not, I'm not there right now. Yeah. I want to go to Paris myself. So dude, if, if you were going to go, I would, I would talk to the wifey and see if we could just go, go do it and throw it, throw it out. So yeah, I'll let you know next time. I mean, a lot of them have been down like, cause a lot of places up here are just not having them yet. So yeah. Because we just don't care down here. <laughs> yeah, you guys are wild. I mean, you're not Florida, though. No, they're 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 fucking crazy. So bananas. Florida's gonna Florida, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you very much, and I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right, brother. All right. We're catching up.